Hello everyone and welcome to Experience the World. As you maybe have recognized my voice, I am Ricardo and here with me in the small studio is... Andre. First of all, I hope you had a great weekend as we did, because it shouldn't be this Experience the World. It should have been another one, but I will not tell you which one, because it's a <laughs> huge surprise. But after what happened to us in the weekend, we said, no, we should make this Experience the World. Well, I wouldn't wish for our listeners all the events that happened to us on this great weekend. <laughs> But I think uh, when you hear what happened to us, you will understand why I'm not wishing everything. Yeah, because in How I Met Your Mother, they said that after 2 a.m., what happens is trash, it's dangerous. <laughs> But we have our own idea that after Georgian, what happens <laughs> is not good at all. Yeah, because Georgian is the peak and then you like going we down, went, you can't go higher than the Georgian cuisine. <laughs> we went from rugs to riches, definitely. <laughs> But let's start with the good things. Yes, let's start from Friday. Yes, because I after, woke up, I brushed my teeth. <laughs> yeah, after work, because we had a recording on Friday, we went to the station and we started our sweating weekend. Oh, yeah. A lot of sweating during that weekend. That's true. So we went to the train station to catch the train and we went to Budapest. We spent two hours there. Yes, and we went to a, to a yellow zebra yeah. pub or yellow zebra diner, bistro, something like that. The main words are yellow zebra. And it's a really nice cellar with uh, really nice uh, stuff uh, who also speak English. So if... You don't speak any Hungarian, it will be easy for you. And there... And it's next to the caravan. Yes, and it's next to the caravan, which is also a great place. It's like a number of carts with different fast food. And in the middle of that corridor, let's say, standing the tables where you can sit and eat. And you can find any food you want there. Also, even if you're vegan, there is this Las Vegans cart. Yeah, if you have this disease, you can <laughs> fed yourself. <laughs> yeah, so we went to Yellow Zebra Bistro had some nice beers there, nice yeah. fridge, and uh, Yulia said that she had a really good guyash there. So if you want to eat somewhere in the new place and you haven't tried Yellow Zebra, go and try it. And it's quite cheap. Yeah, and it's not that expensive uh, considering that it's not far from, for example, St. Istvan Basilica. So yeah, it's quite cheap for that place. Yeah, and then we took another train to Kapolnashnik, which was our transition village to our final destination. The train goes from Daily Payudvar, which is Daily Railway Station, and it goes for 35 minutes, which is pretty fast. And then we took the bus to our final point, Verep, where we visited our friend, another volunteer in another project, Elena. She is also from Russia, St. Petersburg. Hello, Elena, if you're listening to us. Or, and thank you for the hospitality. Oh, oh that's, that's true. So we came, and the Verep is a really small village, around 800 people are living there. Uh, but with a really great scenery around and with a lot of animals around. Animals and big, big insects. <laughs> oh, yes. And the star. Very nice cat. <laughs> yes, our so new our, friend. Our new friend. And about the stars, yeah, you can actually see all the stars in the sky, which is really beautiful also. Some people could see constellations, but it wasn't us. No. Well, actually, I think that these people like pretend to see the constellations. <laughs> Yeah, you know, from this dot to this dot, but it's full of stars, so yeah. you can pretend. Yeah, oh, maybe. you see the Grand Chariot? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like looking at the clouds, like, oh, look, this cloud looks like elephant. <laughs> but just to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we had uh, the cool occasion to sleep in a yurta. 
It was my first time in a yurta. I don't know for you. We have in Krasnoyarsk this diner called yurta, which is actually a yurta. Well, if somebody doesn't know what is yurta is, uh, yurta is a nomad house. Which it is, looks like a circus tent. Yeah, it looks like a circus tent. It's based, I think, on some uh, big, thick uh, sticks. Let's call it like that. And uh, made of other either fur, wool and cloth like covered with it. Yes, but before that we had a really nice dinner in Verep. Yeah. First, first of all, yeah, Lena cooked for us some potatoes with lard, with two different lards, some other potatoes with some spices and then huge meatballs. Oh, huge meatballs, yeah. They have some Hungarian name, but we actually couldn't find out in the end because I forgot to ask Bobby from it. Bobby actually is the woman who hosts Lena. and uh, She's really, really, really nice person. Oh, really nice person, yeah. She was a mayor of that village for some time before. She's really active. She's 72 years old. 72? Yes. Oh my God, I thought look, she was 60 and something. She doesn't look that, and uh, she moves all the time and she also tries to learn some Russian, some English to communicate with Lena. So if you guys have been thinking, oh my God, I'm too old at my 28, 29 and I can't do that, can't do this. No, there is Bobby, 72 years old. Bull ass. <laughs> yes. So uh, after the dinner, we went to this yurtas place, which will be a camp for children. And there we had a fire and... <laughs> Well, it sounds like we burnt everything. No, only the small fire to... It was a bonfire to grill some sausages. Yeah, to grill some and sausages. And marshmallows. Yes, and we were eating and we were putting the sausages on the sticks. And at some point, my stick was lying on the bench near me and it started to move suddenly. And I was like, what? What's going on? And then I look uh, like with the, my flashlight and there is there came the cat, our new friend, was eating some sausages that left on the <laughs> stick. <laughs> That's how we got acquainted with her. <laughs> stealing, stealing Andre's food. <laughs> yes. So and sleeping in the yurtas was actually really nice on the fresh air. Yeah, that is true. But at some point it was like seven in the morning, the sudden heat came <laughs> and it was like a sauna. Yeah, and uh, during the day, it's uh, not that great to stay in the yurta, yeah, because... No, it's, it's hell. Yeah, it's, it feels like sauna. So we woke up, yeah, at 7. We went to the local shop, which works from 7 to... 12. 12. Bought some stuff, and you can buy actually a lot of stuff there. Oh, yeah, because it's like a small spa. Yeah. There's, of course, less products, but still you can find all the products that are in spa in... Yeah. Lower quantity. Lower quantity, but all the types of the products. And then we went back to Yurtas to have breakfast. Yeah. Of course, our friend was there with us. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a breakfast with us. Yeah. Get some salami. Yeah, it's shade some salami. And then Ricardo didn't uh, experience that, but I experienced the summer shower, which is uh, such a square guarded by a fence. Let's call it like that. And uh, there are two showers and the warmth of each shower depends on the sun, I guess. But it was really nice to take a cold shower in the morning before going away. And before going away into that plus 30, 33 degrees It heat. was 33. Yes. The only problem for me was that I gathered all, all the spider web that was tangled between the walls of the shower. So, yeah. <laughs> also there we saw horses because Lena do some exercises with horses, but I didn't risk to come closer to horses. I made some photos, but I didn't uh, risk to come close because the horses were looking at me strangely, like in the horror movie, and some of them were digging the ground with their 
front legs, so I decided mm. like yeah, it's better no, not to no, to get closer. I, no, I won't provoke them. And before going out of from Verep, I will say that this village has like 800 people, but it has two churches, one Catholic and one Reformat. And also they have the monument to Soviet Union soldiers who died during the Second World War. And by the way, we also met a Russian who lives there for 40 years, but she still speaks Russian really good. We had some chat with her. But let's get back to Saturday. We sat on the bus. The bus driver thought that we were foreign students, so he took from us not 310, but 250 foreigns. Thank you. Yes. And we went to the station in Kapolnashnik to go to Budapest. And then everything began. Oh, yeah. So it was 10, around 1049 when we came to Budapest and it was already really hot. We came to the Daily Pyudvar and then we decided to go to the castle. Which was utterly amazing. (laughs) Even though we didn't visit everything. But I was just a tour guide and I was doing what Ricardo was telling me. (laughs) No, actually we planned everything before. Yeah, but our plans went awry at some point. At some point. (laughs) But let's... Walk yes, to that point. So from Daily Pyudvar, you shouldn't take any trams, you shouldn't take any cars, buses, metro. You just can go to the castle uh, because, first of all, you will go through some really nice park and see some funny people, funny children playing with butterflies. Flies, yeah. That was really nice how they were afraid and wanted to re- were, were really wanted to touch this butterfly. But when it came closer, they were like trying to run away from her. It was funny. You will have to go some stairs up. Some. Yeah, let's call it like that. But after that, you will find one of the most beautiful sites. There is this uh, bench standing on, like on the edge and you can see the whole Buddha from it. So it's a, if you are on a date with your loved ones, yeah. yeah, it's a nice place to get take a foreign skills. Yeah, take Maybe. them there. Yeah. We will post the pictures that we took, and this bench, I guess, will be there. We will also. post a lot of pictures that we took, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really nice. So, yeah, and then we had to do some detour to find the entrance to the castle, but we did find it. And Yes, because we were surrounded by police. We <laughs> didn't do anything, but it was like, I think, a parade. Yeah, they had some kind of holiday, but I don't know. I googled what was during the twenty. 20- Seventh. And uh, I googled and it was the day when Hungary uh, declared war against Ru- Soviet Union in the Second World War, but I don't think they were celebrating this day. No, yeah, so, why should you? So police had some holiday, maybe, I don't know. So yeah, and we came to the castle. And the castle, guys, is amazing. Actually, I think it's my favorite place in Budapest, hmm. like from the main attraction, mm-hmm. I mean. And there are these beautiful towers that I totally fell in love with it because they look like a sand castle. <laughs> yes, that's true. Or... As my friends said when I sent them the pictures, it's like, it looks like Disney. Yes, also. Nothing's stopping you to get into this tower. tower. Well, one tower is occupied by a restaurant, but the other tower is totally free, so you can go up there and look at Budapest from a bird's eye perspective, and it's really, really beautiful, that city. And other thing, I will mention it now, so we wouldn't come back to it all the time. Due to the pandemic, Budapest is really empty right now. And it was like the perfect moment to visit it. Because yeah. you can fully appreciate everything because there are no tourists taking uh-huh. pictures and slowing you down. Yes. You can walk at your please. Yes. And take your time and appreciate everything. Because when there are too many tourists, maybe you just see an attraction, but really quick, and then you move on to the next one. But no, we had like all the day to fully appreciate everything. We spent a lot of time in the castle because it was like 
empty. Yes, and but yes, it's great from one perspective, but from another, it was really sad for me because it's really sad to see Budapest is empty. All these terraces empty, all these attractions empty. It's like the life is has been sucked from it and the life and fun. But on the other hand, yeah, it's empty and you can appreciate that. So after that, we went down to the Pest. Yeah, we crossed the Sechini Bridge, which is also really beautiful and has a really interesting history. And it was a really problematic building to build. And that the first uh, time when they opened it, something went wrong. One of the chain broke and everything broke down. So they had to repair it again. And we went to the really great Hungarian cuisine bistro called Matola Bistro. And uh, quick trivia, Matola is a character of the Tush Kevar, a black-white youth film series shot in 1966 and presented in 1967, made by the Hungarian television from the famous novel of Istvan Fekete and conducted by Tomasz Fehér. Uncle Matula was a connoisseur of nature and he was uh, spending some time with a boy called Tutayosh and uh, they went fishing, they went to the nature. So that's why you can see the lamps in the forms of, I think, pots for some yeah. fish. The fishing rods, the fishing net, the picture from the series on the walls. A rifle. A rifle, yeah. And some really great cuisine. Oh, yes. <laughs> the cuisine was awesome. Yes, because we ordered, I think, pork. Yeah, it was pork. With mushroom sauce. Yeah, pork, three pieces of pork, actually, they brought us. With some lecho and some interestingly cooked potatoes. Yes. Which was really amazing. Oh, the potatoes were, like, mesmerizing. Oh, my yeah, God. and it all costed around 2,000 forints. Yeah, do I remember? Or 3,000. It was 2,700. Yeah, something like that. So it's, like, really, really cheap. Yeah. And what I also liked, that pork in that restaurant is one 200 forint more expensive than chicken. Yeah. So usually it's like the difference you can feel. And usually you have to settle for the chicken. But here, we, yeah. And uh, the service was also amazing. The waitress, she was really polite. She was really nice. She was always asking how everything was. So, you know, there are some waiters or waitresses who ask you like a lot of times how was everything and you feel they not like real. They just acting to get paid. But yeah, this girl was, it felt like she cared. She was really great. And their place was empty actually so we yeah. were like the two of us sitting there some people were on the terrace but inside the place was empty but it's a great, total great of six people us yeah. two and two other couples yeah so if you want to eat some hungarian food and don't want to pay a lot go to matola bistro which is situated next to the daily payudvar actually it's oh no 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 sorry sorry nugati nugati payudvar yes and uh, it's uh, real close so you can go eat right after the train yeah it's 10 minutes by walk from the nugati yeah and uh, some recommendations after matula you can go to the margaret island saint margaret island or margaret siget uh, there is this island with different sightseeing so with the ruins of some churches with the standing church with a pool there you can buy ice cream there is also a singing fountain so but you should go to see it in the evening because in the evening it also lights up but we didn't do that we went to Gellert <laughs> Gellert guys was really amazing but was the main reason why it was wet <laughs> yeah but sorry um uh, before on the way to Gellert, we went through the Freedom Square. Yeah. And there was the fountain in the form of a square also. And also there was this monument to the victims of Holocaust. And it's actually a real powerful monument because there is like black raven attacking the freedom, 
which is understandable, the ravens a symbol of what. Down near the monument, you can see the pictures and some stories of people who... Yeah, there are also Holocaust. some luggages, some shoes. So, some luggages, some shoes, some stones with the names of the city where the Holocaust was appearing. And it's a really, really powerful. It's a really like simple monument, but it's really, really powerful. It gets you. Yeah, definitely. And then we went to Gellert. The Gellert, yeah. Gellert, guys, is a very beautiful sightseeing in Budapest that I really, really recommend you because it looks like you are walking in Minas Tirith <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. Yes, and it's funny because at the top there is standing this kiosk on which is written by some graffitist, Doom. So it <laughs> came to yes. the Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, when you finish your road, which is quite long, yeah, So I suggest you not to do it in August if you visit Budapest in August because it's not the best time to do that. Maybe in the evening, but still it's really, really hot and it's always up. Mm -hmm. You can find, let's say, like a tiny square with these monuments. Yes. And there is the Freedom statue which stands there really high. I think it's the highest point on Budapest. Maybe, yeah. And uh, Actually, you can see this statue from afar. Mm-hmm. Like really far. Yeah, yeah, you can see, I think it's from every point of Budapest. And uh, yes, it's going up, up, up. But there in the gallery, you can see the waterfall, which yep. is really go- great and refreshing to see it. And it's beautiful. Yeah, and this road, actually, it's for me, it's really symbolical because you have to struggle through all this way up <laughs> even though there is shadow from the trees all over the place no, but it's still hot the help. air the air is hot yeah that is a problem but you have to struggle to get to the freedom and this is actually really great symbolism yeah. that you are struggling to get to the freedom but if you get to the freedom you get not only, yeah you get not only the freedom but you can also get to see the real beauty and the real beauty is Budapest you can see Pest from there like on your palm of your hand. And then if you go somewhere to the right, you can see Buddha also. So you can see the whole city from there. And after that, I took Ricardo to the place that re- means really, really a lot to me. I took him to the Balashi Intezet or Balashi Institute, which is the institute uh, which have this international courses in Hungarian language and Hungarian culture. It has two programs, like for a year and for a month. I went there for a month, two years ago, and it was amazing. I met a lot of great people. I studied Hungarian language. I studied Hungarian culture, history. I visited some really interesting place, like the Hospital in the Rock, for example. Or we also visited the castle. We also went to Szentendre, which is a historical village near Budapest. We could speak a lot about, if I would speak about every sightseeing <laughs> place, we could make a program like for three yeah. hours, I guess. Yes. I went there just to feel that atmosphere again, because from the outside, the building is like nothing special. The usual dormitory it's building. Actually, kind of ugly. Oh, well, for me, not. And uh, to feel again that feelings, how I remember how I first came there in July 2018. And I saw this building and I was like, yes, I will spend a month here. And it was actually my first visit to Europe two years ago. So I was 26 when I came to Europe first. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the magic. But after that, we needed to go somewhere else. Yes. And we went to the Beer Brothers. And the way to Beer Brothers was hell because our hands started to swollen. Well, yeah, I remember because, because of, of the, the heat, heat, our hands started to swollen, yes. Yeah, and actually my left hand was pulsing for the heat. Ooh. It was too much. 
Uh-huh. It was like feeling like, oh, okay, I'm gonna die here. <laughs> but finally, we raised this beautiful place that I highly recommend. Our beer brothers, yes. beer brothers, guys. If you really fancy a beer, and you actually care about a good drink, because beer brothers is not a place for drunk people or people that just want to drink to, for, get, to get drunk. To get drunk, yes. No, totally no. Because the beers are a bit of, a bit expensive for Budapest. I wouldn't say for Budapest they're a bit expensive because Beer Brothers is not that far from Wadziwood. So yeah. Is. So for Budapest it's okay, but if you're coming not from Budapest, like for Nierichhaza, the prices are pretty high. Yeah, but if you come from Europe, every beer is four or five euros. So the same amount that you spend for a beer, mm-hmm. for example, in Italy. No, in Italy it's even more because it's six euros. So <laughs> totally fine. But the beers there are craft beers. Really, they put some love because you don't always have the same beers. So they change beers. Yes. And there are special beers that you will never find in other places, and it's really, really good. Yeah. And also, the, you can eat there. Yes. So if you fancy some potatoes or hamburgers, you can feed yourself like really easily, and the prices are normal, around two thousand and something for a burger, which is always sided with potatoes or salad. So you cannot complain. Yes. And there is also a good choice of gin for some people. This for some people plus. that yeah that maybe that don't want beer, mm-hmm. you can have gin. They have like 10 gin, so you can easily find a, a good one. So guys, if you want to have a good beer experience in Budapest, I think that the best place is Beer Brothers. Yeah, Beer Brothers is really great because... Oh, and there is also free Wi-Fi. Also, I love the design, this minimalist black and white design and the boards on which they write with the white marker, the names of the beers and the prices. Yes, and the personnel there is also really amazing. They're really polite and they, you actually feel like you came, came to the to see your friends. I opened this place for myself two years ago also. And these people, we were speaking in Hungarian with them, and these people were giving me recommendations of going to Siget. What should I take? Uh, what to buy, how the other prices and so on. So they, yeah, they're really, really friendly there and they make a really great beer and whatever beer you want, Apa, Upa, Ipa, uh, Stout, because, and also they have the their beers in the, in the bottle, bo- in the bottles, so you can buy something with yourself. I bought uh, vanilla chocolate stout, which was also really great. So if you fancy some good beer, go there. But also Beer Brothers was the place that started all the commotion because in the beer brothers we were looking where to have the dinner and we found this Ukraine ramen place first ramen place first but then we found Ukraine no because place. first in Matula we were looking for a Russian place to eat pilmieni because yeah, Andre but... miss pilmieni a lot and I do also <laughs> because I love them so we were looking for a place but the place closed at four yeah four so Andre was kind of sad about that and then in Beer Brothers, we decided to look something for dinner because it was like four o'clock and we were like, mm, okay, let's check now. So at first, Andre found out about ramen and we were like, yeah, yeah, ramen could be nice, it's really cheap, so we will not spend a lot. And then he found Ukrainian cuisine. Yeah. And he was like, but you know, Ricardo, maybe Ukrainian cuisine is better. I'm more curious on Ukrainian cuisine. And I was like, I never tried Ukrainian cuisine, so for me it's totally fine because I already tasted ramen. Yeah. But on our way to the Ukrainian, at first we met a really nice band that was oh, playing. Yeah, the street musicians. Yeah. It was really, really nice. We spent there like 15 minutes because the show was great. 
And I also gave them some money, but I gave like all the coins I had. <laughs> <laughs> and I found out that there was just cash there. It felt so bad, but still. Good. Yeah, you could hear the ringing on the coins. But it was really, really nice. The band was awesome. And after that, we were heading to the Ukrainian, which was like close. But on our way, Andre's eyes met the glory <laughs> because we were walking and then suddenly our dream came true. Yes, we saw the Georgian restaurant because I saw the name Tiflis, which is a city in Georgia. And I thought what it is. And I looked and it, there was the menu and it was a really cheap a Georgian cuisine restaurant. So we ordered their hinkali, which is this like packages of duff yeah. with the meat inside and with the broth inside. So you But let's say how to hit them. Because some people can yeah, just yeah, cut yeah. with a knife and it's a big mistake. Yeah, because while eating hinkali, you should first bite a little bit, a little piece of duff. Maybe you can get some meat also. Then you drink the broth that is inside because it's really great and you shouldn't spill it. And then you finish the hinkali. Also, we had lobio. Lobio, yeah, which is um, kind of soup, actually. Oh, it's not stew. Yeah, it's more of a bean stew, kind of spicy. But Ricardo loves spicy food. Oh, yeah. And inside, I think there is some garlic, parsley, of course, chili pepper, and something else, but it's amazing. And the bread that I had with this was, oh, yeah. my God. The bread was really tasty. And also, there is some marinated in something, I don't know what, cabbage. Yeah which is also a really great side really dish. Really great, but spicy also. Yes. Then I had dolma, which is meat in the grape leaves. Which is utterly amazing. Yeah, there was... And what was the sauce on the top? I don't know. Maybe something with the sour cream, but I won't lie because I don't know. I didn't yeah. catch that. And also we were drinking Georgian homemade wine. Which was really nice. Which was really nice. And they bring it in the in this ceramic graphene. And it felt like it was more than half a liter that we... Yes, because it was everlasting. Yeah, it was like... I was pouring the wine and the wine was not finishing. <laughs> because I drank two, two glasses and they were quite full. Andre did the same. So I thought, okay, now we have like a small glass. No, then we had three full Then glasses. we had another full glass each. So I was like, oh, wow, it recreates wine, this pot. And the Ricardo also had the Tarragon, Tarragon lemonade, lemonade yeah. which was really nice. Actually, I want to try the pear one because I love pear. So next time I will try the pear one. Okay. But the Tarragon one is highly recommended because it's typical Georgian. So you can find like pear lemonade, I think, also in other places. But Tarragon is just Georgian. So I highly recommend this one. It has a strange taste because it's an herb. Yes. So of course it's strange, but it's worth a try. So yeah, if you want to eat and drink in Budapest, Google these three places, Tiflis, Motola Bistro and Beer Brothers. Yeah. Make a, yourself a great gastronomical tour. And the final great thing for me was that all the personnel spoke Russian language. <laughs> But also I would like to spend a word for the English of the girl that served oh, us. Oh, the way her English was perfect. Yeah. Even the accent was like, wow. Yes. It was really great. But then, at some point, we decided to check the buses back to Vereb. Yeah. Because the trains were going all the time. And we found out that the last bus was going like in 30 minutes, 40 minutes from the time that we were in. And we wouldn't get there. No. So we started to <laughs> find a ways to get back to Vereb because we had nowhere to sleep in Budapest. <laughs> That's when the low points started to come up. First, we called a taxi. I found some... Uh, Food taxi app 
called it. Uh, they were like taxi from Kapelnashnik to Vera from three to five thousand foreigns. We were like, yes, okay. uh, there is the price to pay for your lack of attention. But then the operator called me and she said, well, you know, the taxi is going from Budapest, so you will have to pay for the full ride. For the full ride, yeah. And it's like 700 foreigns to call the taxi and 300 foreigns for every kilometer. And I said, well, please delete this order. We weren't panicking at all. We were like laughing at it. Yeah, because, because guys, this is how we have to face this kind of problems. Yeah. So we just laughed. And went to Beer Brothers again. And went to Beer Brothers <laughs> again. Yeah, we, we had the beers there. And we found some hostel that we won't say the name. We won't make yeah. an anti-commercial but for it. I would say host hell. Host hell, yeah. Well, we'll just give you a tip that it's not far from Margaret Island. Not far from uh, the parliament. Yeah. So triangulate. Yes, and it was costing like really cheap. 4,600 4, for this amount for two for people. For two people. And it had 8.9 on booking. So we booked it. But when we came to this hostel and when we saw this hostel... We looked at it and we decided that we're sleeping in another place. Yes. So we turned around. Actually, let's left. let's say like more in detail. Because we went there and there were like some strange individuals outside. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So we went in and then we went to the reception and there was this guy who was speaking like s- strange languages. Yeah, which sounded like Turkish or yeah. some Arab language. But the other guy told us that it's South African. But it's not. But it doesn't sound, yeah. didn't sound like South African. And then we we didn't have any registration, yeah. any check-in at all. So the guy said, okay, it's just cash. Mm-hmm. That is quite strange, actually. Yeah. And we were like, okay, we don't have cash now. And he said, okay, downstairs there is bank. You can withdraw there. We're like, okay, so we withdrew. And I withdrew 10,000. So I went there with 10,000. And the guy, of course didn't have change. And he was like, I will give you back in the morning. And I was like, okay, I will never see this money again. But then it was like, oh, but you are Italian. And I was like, yeah. Oh, but because the guy was half Italian. I mean, he said that he was all Italian, but no, he was not. (laughs) Because his Italian was not so great. So he started to speak to me in Italian. And I said, okay, now I have to get a shower. And as soon as I walked inside the room, to collect my stuff for the shower, he came back with the change. He's like, <laughs> you know, a friend of mine just came. It was impossible. Mm-hmm. Just came and I have the change. And I was like, oh, okay. But after the shower, which was the only good part of the hostel, Andre was like, okay, take your backpack because there was like this guy sleeping there. Yeah. And so <laughs> I took my backpack and left the poor tarragon lemonade there. No. So I took my backpack we went out and Andrea was like, okay, you paid this one, I will pay... Another one, but we're not sleeping here. Yeah, we are not sleeping here because <laughs> actually we want to come back with a kidney. Yes, and uh, without corona. Yeah. So we uh, then we took the hotel, which is called Zenith Hotel. It was uh, expensive, but it was totally worth it because we slept like children. Oh, yes. Like babies. Yeah, it was so comfortable with the shower, the temperature in the room, you could regulate uh, it. So yeah. we put like 20 degrees and it was really amazing yeah and the bathroom also was really good yeah so if really you big. if you need to stay somewhere and you have money you can stay in this you need or in an emergency because the reception is 24 hours yes because uh, really nice personal there yeah because zenit is not that far from all the sightseeing locations and no it's actually okay next to the parliament yes 
So and the next morning we were woken up and our ways split it. Ricardo needed to go back to Nirithaza. And then they was like, well, I will take you to Nugati station and then I will go back to Verab. And I was yeah, like, because okay. It felt better because uh, we didn't come back on Saturday and we ne- I needed to see Lena again because she was so hospitable and yeah. it's not really kind of me. I would have liked to, to do the same, but I had... You had some business, yeah. Yeah, I had some business in Nirejasa. But and the fate, fate uh, punished you for leaving Lena. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Would you like because to guys, tell now, the train story? Now it is my story. So... Andre left me because he had to catch the metro. So I was waiting for one hour alone in the train station. But at some point, it was 10 o'clock, my train was at 10.21. Andre was like, I mean your train. The metro was closed, <laughs> coming back to Nirichasa. And I was like, what the hell are you doing today? <laughs> so I went inside the train, yes. I found Andre. And then at six minutes before departure, Andre was like, no, I'm not taking this train. I'm going back I'm to Vera. Yeah. And I was like, Come on, man, make up your mind. Maybe it was I, the heat. Maybe. <laughs> but actually, you did a great choice. Yeah. Because I stayed in the train. Andre left and wait for two hours or two hours and a half for the bus to Vedab. And suddenly, we were almost in Debrecen. So our, our ride was at the end. So it was 10 minutes by train from Debrecen. And the train started to slow down. And I was like, what is going on? and stopped in the middle of F-word nowhere. <laughs> the temperature outside was 33 degrees. So imagine the temperature inside the train without air conditioning. It was hell, literally hell. There was like the controller of the train that was explaining in Hungarian what happened. And he knew I was English because he checked me before. And I was like, okay, what happened? And his face was like, I'm sorry. I cannot communicate with you. And so he just did like, okay, sorry. And then started to speak to me in Hungarian. And I was like, okay, again, don't mention it. You tried. So we went outside the train because it was better. And we stayed there for half an hour. So after half an hour, the train managed to be active again. It was really nice because air conditioning again. But after 10 minutes, we stopped again. <laughs> we stopped again before Debrecen for 10 minutes. And then we finally managed to arrive in Debrecen and then to Nirechasa. And from the station to Kertutsa, it's 40 minutes by walk. So imagine a guy sweating like a pig after all what happened, going all the way from the station to Kertutsa, but actually without any single spot of shade. It was walking in hell, walking on embers, totally hell. But I have to say that in the end, it was worth it. It yes. was a really, really great weekend, full of adventures. And actually, Andre, I think that we should hang out with more people because when it's just me and you, something strange always happens. <laughs> something, yes, yeah, something yeah. strange, but something fu- funny. Yeah, it's always yeah. funny, but strange. Yeah, and I went back to Vereb and I was walking in the sun during 2 p.m., which is one of the strongest suns on the way to the house of Bobby and Lena. There I had some lunch. They let me take a shower, which was amazing. And then I met the sheep and the goats, which was also great. And we fed some cherries to, to the goats. There is a goat mother, goat daughter. And the the goat, goat father? father yeah. <laughs> but the goat father always hiding in the shades. So it's only goat mother and child. And I was feeding them. Then we went home on the train but our train didn't have any air conditioning so it was only windows but because the air was hot 
it wasn't that refreshing. Right, yeah. yeah, so three hours of not really much, but sweating. Yeah, and then when I came out on the Nirehaza train station, downstairs in the tunnel, it was really cold. But after that, the air was again really warm. But yeah, that's how our adventure ended. And that is how our program is ending. So look yeah. for the pictures of our adventures in the post on Facebook, which is EVS Mustar FM. Also, you can find us in Instagram, Mustar FM, and on different platforms for podcasts, Anchor, and on Anchor you can see the list of stations where yeah. you can listen to us. Yes, and today with you were Andre and Ricardo, and I, I have to say that fortunately with you are Andre and Ricardo, <laughs> yes. because with all that heat, I don't know if we could have been able to come back. <laughs> yes, thank you for listening, goodbye.